Are you looking for an athletic scholarship? You're in the right place. This is the Recruit Me Athletic Scholarship Podcast, the longest-running podcast on recruiting and athletic scholarships. We're here to help your family navigate the recruiting road all the way to an athletic scholarship. He's a recruiting expert and a dad of a D1 athlete and a high school athlete pursuing a scholarship. With a wealth of experience to share, here's Recruit Me CEO, Brent Hanks. Hello and welcome to the Athletic Scholarship Podcast, episode 229. As one of the final podcasts in 2020, we are going to end on a great note with an interview with John Fugler. John is the founder of Recruit Me and the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. He started doing recruiting education in 2002 and is responsible for putting together all the Recruit Me resources. This podcast, the RecruitMe.com website, the Recruit Me 3.0 scholarship system, and two great books, the Athletic Scholarship Playbook and the Athletic Scholarship 24-Month Recruiting Planner and Journal. I bought Recruit Me from John in June of this year, and he has been a great help to me anytime I have texted, emailed, or called him. Let's find out what John has been up to and see if he still has some recruiting knowledge nuggets laying around to help us step into the year 2021. John, thanks for taking some time to help us transition from 2020 to 2021. Well, Brent, it's good to be with you. The tables are turned here. I think the last time uh, I was interviewing you. <laughs> I was thinking about that, and uh, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying this. I've been listening. You. That you've done a great job. I really enjoy uh, the guests, the detail you go into, the help you give people. In fact, the content that you're presenting on the podcast is really better than what I was doing. I appreciate you, the preparation and everything you've been doing to bring good information to families. Well, I don't, I don't know that it's better, but uh, I did learn a lot from, from you listening to you and, and in the last couple of months that you've helped me. So, so what have you been doing since retiring from uh, Recruit Me? Well, uh, I've been doing uh, writing and radio. So two R's. Oh, no, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. The, a W and an R. Yeah, okay. Um, spell check. <laughs> yeah. Spell checking that. Yeah, so I've been, uh, I'm involved uh, as a chief content officer with a large uh, radio, global radio organization called Trans World Radio or TWR. And so that's keeping me, keeping me going. It's, um, that's full time, enjoying that, being able to take Christian programming around the world, really in all sorts of countries and places. And then I've also been doing some writing. So uh, I love to write. I've had more time to do that and uh, been doing some faith-based books that have uh, been published and, and I, I love it. I enjoy writing. Uh, I have a sign in front of me that says, relax and write. So writing does relax me. Your uh, writing that you do now, and you've been doing that for a while too, but uh, how, how do people find your uh, current writings? Uh, well, you can go on Amazon. That's uh, where I distribute all my all my books. Uh, of course, the writing I've done on the recruiting space, uh, you can find it there under John Fugler. And I added my middle name for my faith-based writing just so people wouldn't get confused. It's John Edward Fugler. But it's the same guy, two different uh, genres of books. And you were you were in radio as you did the Recruit Me uh, stuff, didn't you? Weren't you? Yes, I've uh, been in radio for, oh, 40 years now. I was a radio and TV major in college at Indiana University and went right from there in into radio, radio programs, starting radio stations. And so that's been our life, my wife as well. We've done this together for years and years. It's a love of mine and still enjoy doing that. I'm a content creator, I guess you could say. So doing radio, doing the podcast, doing digital and, and all of that. Let's kind of review a little bit on Recruit Me and people 
can probably go back and listen to uh, some podcasts back, uh, you know, 200 plus uh, episodes ago. But uh, tell us uh, when you started Recruit Me, where do you live and uh, what do you do now? We're where in do California. You on the coast of California is where we lived in a little town called San Luis Obispo, where it's in a small town, as many of your listeners might know, it's kind of tough to get recruited. It's not like they're going out and, and finding you. So you've got to find the coaches. So that was a good training ground back in the early days of Recruit Me. And then nine years ago, moved to Colorado Springs and worked with uh, another radio organization. And and then two and a half years ago, moved to North Carolina. So we've been moving, moving east. We're basically on the edge from one coast to the other. We've been there in the last, uh, really the last 10 years. Uh, briefly tell us how Recruit Me, how you were inspired to uh, start Recruit Me and when, when you got it started. Well, I guess you could say we were a mess, like a lot of the families that get into the recruiting space, wondering what do we do now? How can I get my son or daughter noticed? What is this recruiting world like? I, I'm, I'm reading online and seeing on TV all these athletes that are getting signed. How did all that happen? We, we didn't know. We uh, then dove into it when our kids, our sons were uh, in high school. Our daughter was just graduating and she was in college. So we had one in college already, not in sports, but our twin sons, we, we, we said we need to get them scholarships. They need to get themselves scholarships. We all need to just jump in together and get this thing done because we're not going to be able to afford college. So we learned, We uh, somebody took us under their wing and we went through a process that landed them fully paid educations at the school of their choice. Both were baseball players and it was wonderful. And we learned a lot along the way as we had relationships with other families. They came to me and said, John, what did you do? We want some help with our kids. So I, I just sent them the letters we had written, all the documents, the word documents that we had, the processes that we went through. They took that and then a friend of mine came to me and said, let's put this together in a system and offer it online. And so we did and Recruit, we, Recruit Me was born. That's out of personal experience, getting results. And ever since then, uh, up until this last June, when you took it over, I'd been working with families and helping them through a step-by-step -step process to an athletic scholarship. Well, and you started about 2002, is that right? That's right. And Ancient. so there wasn't a lot of podcasts and blogs, and there probably wasn't a huge amount of information on, online at that time. No, there really wasn't. And we, um, Ron and I, who was my business partner in this, when we jumped in, we did everything online. It was all digital. Uh, we had uh, also printed materials as well that people could order. It was the beginning of really online business. And we were there at the beginning and it was neat to see how quickly it grew and how you could reach the whole country and the whole world, really. We've had people all over the world who have used the Recruit Me system. Uh, it was new back then and now there's, of course, so much more activity online when it comes to recruiting. Many of the Recruit Me families and, and myself, you know, we, we may have multiple kids, but twins were kind of a, uh, a challenge, weren't they? Well, it, uh, especially when at first they were looking to go to two different places, perhaps. So you're really uh, trying, you have to do twice as much work, of course. And we did, but it was really a partnership. We were kind of, as you know, kind of like the secretary, uh, the admin and getting all the, back then the paperwork out and the phone calls that were coming in and all of that. Now it's, of course, the digital world, but you still have to keep it all organized. And we felt that was our job as parents, but our kids really needed to put forth the effort to personally contact the coaches, take those phone calls. We couldn't just become their 
agents really, they needed to get personally involved. But it, it was it was pretty interesting with two kids going through this process. Since I've kind of taken over, I talk about my sons at nauseum, I've said. So uh, tell us about your twin sons and, and what they're doing now and about, about families. Boy, uh, between the uh, two of them, we've got eight grandchildren now. So they've gotten married, having kids. Uh, they've got kids that are, are growing and they're spending time with them on the on the field, on the court. You know, it's kind of funny because with the grandkids, some of them I look back and I say, wow, this is the age that I started working with our, our sons and our daughter when they were playing soccer and baseball. And it's just, uh, it's funny to watch that. Yeah, they got families of their own. They're keeping busy. One is in the Air Force. The other works for the airlines. Uh, they both went to the Air Force Academy. They're doing well. They're doing well. Uh, it's been a, it's been quite an adventure for them. And who knows, they may end up doing a lot of coaching themselves. Uh, with eight grandkids, I, I've got a recruiting system that I could probably sell you uh, down yes. the road. Yeah. And you probably know more than, than I do now. And you will as the years go by, because this whole recruiting world is changing. We'll probably work that out when that time comes. Can I get a discount? Yeah, maybe, maybe. We'll okay, work that quantity out. discount. <laughs> <laughs> hey, John, since being away from Recruit Me, have you uh, had any new revelations in recruiting? Anything that just came to you since uh, since you left? Wow, that's a that's a tough question. Um, I guess the thing that comes to mind is probably something that crosses over into most other areas of life now with uh, with COVID and the need to to pivot, the need to do things differently. Things aren't the same, of course, and I'm not sure whether things are going to be the same as they were, say, a year ago. Uh, and I would even toss that back to you, Brent. And, you know, we, we talk about recruiting and the changes, and I don't know if you've had revelations, but that's the one that comes to me, and I don't know how to translate that into recruiting right now. However, I, I believe we got to look at things differently and not just sit around, but start to make that pivot to get your son or daughter recruited. We just can't wait it out here. We, we've got to do something. Well, and I think it goes back to the basics that you that you laid out years ago, and and then really anything that you do, you go back to the basics. So uh, the more research you do, the more that you market yourself, which is kind of a weird thing, as we've talked about, is to market a 14, 15, 16 year old kid. But you've got to let people know that you would like to go to that school. And I don't think you can wait around and just say, "Hey, when this thing breaks, uh, people are going to start coming to see us play." I think you have to let them know that you're interested and that you've taken the time to learn about their school and their program and that, that you want to swim for them or you want to wrestle for them or play baseball for them. So I, I think sitting around and waiting is, is not what you want to do and, and you want to be a forthcoming and, and really to work the system and then hopefully that's what we can provide for you. Are you, are you finding that families are putting in a neutral these days? What, what, is, what is it like out there right now? And so as things have kind of hit the brakes, I think, I think people have kind of hit the brakes because they're like, well, coaches can't come and watch us. And I was talking to a gentleman. As a matter of fact, I think uh, next, uh, this, uh, one of my podcasts that'll be before this one is going to talk about, you know, getting out there and reaching out to people and not waiting on, on uh, somebody to contact you. So, so yeah, I think people have hit the brakes a little bit and, and that's really not what you need to do. And Maybe that's a New Year's resolution coming up here in 2021 for people. This is a great time of year to really set your goals for the next year, change your thought process, discard some things, and maybe uh, have a fresh perspective on the future and really have a game plan. I think that's it's kind of like when you're coming off an injury, isn't it? You have to have a game plan to get back in the game. Well, here, 
we're coming off a, a major injury that's affected everybody. But how, how, do we, how do we get back in the game and do it right? That, that would be a fascinating uh, thing to look at. Well, and, and most sports probably are going to have full rosters with them giving um, extra years to, uh, you know, athletes there in college. They may not, there may be less uh, positions available maybe at the school that you were looking at, but there are hundreds, thousands of schools out there that you can look at at all levels. And uh, you're just, you just may have to work just a little bit harder to, uh, to find that perfect fit. And I think if uh, families in general are putting it neutral and are stalled and not sure what to do, that means those who are taking the initiative and really moving forward are going to stand out and have a better chance of success. While everybody else is standing still, if you're getting off out of the starting blocks and and moving, you're going to get the results. That's exactly, and that's what I've been kind of telling some people is, is if everybody else is kind of waiting, it doesn't hurt for you to send a couple emails out or a video and just just raise your hand. And uh, and again, the, the Recruit Me, that's one thing that we learned as we were using it is uh, you just, you just got to go out and, and touch schools and colleges and let them know. And when we went through it with Parker, we probably touched about 15 or 20 schools and we probably should have been touching 40 to 50 schools. And mm-hmm. that's hard for people to wrap their heads around. Well, coaches certainly have more time now for recruiting. They do, but they uh, they still aren't able to see you and they don't, they're, they're having to adjust how they recruit. So I had a friend of mine that's a division one basketball coach that this year he's got eight seniors. Well, all eight of those seniors have the opportunity to come back. Mm. And so he can't recruit. He goes, I can't recruit until the end of the year to see if, if six of them are going to come back or five of them or all eight. Sure. And then he's going to, unfortunately, maybe have to have a conversation with one or two of them say, you know, we, we don't really need you back. <laughs> and, right. uh, and then, you know, that's a, that's a tough thing, especially wow. this particular coach, which uh, he gets good kids because he's a good, good guy and good loyal coach. So the coaches are kind of, a, they're in a quandary too. So, uh, you know, they may be recruiting later, but if you do some research, you might be able to find that out. And, and all of a sudden when they thought they had two scholarships available, they might all of a sudden have four and they needed somebody late. That's where having all your stuff, uh, all your ducks in a row, so to speak, uh, could, could benefit you. I think of the old adage, Brent, work smarter, not harder. And what you're talking about there is do the research, find out program to program how things stand. Uh, work smarter and don't just uh, do the shotgun approach. And that's may, may be what uh, it calls for these days. If you do your research and do do that hard work your freshman and sophomore year and getting your school list together and being prepared, then when it's time to happen, you're, you're prepared and maybe other people aren't prepared for, for mm-hmm. that. So you really set a good baseline for everybody. And I'm not making any changes really to your program because it's it's nice and good and basic. And our, our objective is to give as many uh, free and inexpensive resources to people so they can uh, go get their their child, uh, their kid recruited, their student athlete. Find a great place, and you you guys and and we've had a great experience with our college uh, decisions too uh, for our families, and that's what we want to pass along to uh, other uh, recruit me families. Great, so, thank you. Tell us about the two books that 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 you have on recruiting that you wrote, and how do you get them, and what are some of the benefits of of the two books that you have? Uh, I've re-released. Uh, it's a uh, new and updated content in the athletic scholarship playbook it just came out it's the new edition so that's available online right now on on amazon i've expanded it 
added a couple chapters to it for changing times, taking out some information because of changing times. And secondly, the new publication, the 24-month Recruiting Planner and Journal. This is a way for families to really get a hold of the whole process, to document, set goals, uh, record conversations with coaches, with uh, school visits when you can do that, and really have an organized approach to the whole recruiting process. There's so much information out there and so much swimming through our heads and a lot of activity. If we can get that down on paper and walk through it as a family, that's when we're going to win. And the recruiting planner and journal helps families do that. Take what they're learning. And when you write things down, something happens and it's there to go back to and you keep it in chronological order throughout the the 24 months. So that's a, a new publication that came out. And those two publications work hand in hand. They do a great job. And I just did a podcast on visualization and uh, goal setting. And so if you go back a couple episodes and uh, you can listen to that and you'll hear more about the uh, the planner and journal and how, again, writing it down does help you visualize what you're going through and then what uh, helps you visualize maybe what your end goal is going to be whenever you actually get into college. So those are, those are great resources. And you can find those on uh, Amazon, like you said, or we have a link on our uh, recruit-me.com uh, website. And uh, those are very inexpensive resources that can help really help a family and save them a lot of time and money and, and anguish uh, down the road. With the planner and journal, what I have led people to do is to set your goals for the week and action steps that you're going to take for that week. And at the end of the week, see how you've done and set your goals for the next week. You're one small step at a time. And before you know it, you've gone a long distance and it keeps you accountable. It helps you take this in bite-sized chunks and be able to document the steps that you do take and all your conversations and interactions with coaches. Uh, John, going back to your uh, Recruit Me years, what's one or two pieces of advice that really stand out uh, that maybe you can end on here to give uh, some advice to parents and student athletes? Sure. The number one thing is this, take the initiative. I've said that over and over again for all those years, and it's still true. The methods might be different, but the principle is the same. Take the initiative, not just the first time, but take the initiative throughout the process. The recruiting process It's multiple steps and you have to continue to take the first step. Don't wait for things to happen. Take the initiative. I would say write that on an index card. Take the initiative, put it on the mirror, put it on the refrigerator, write it in your baseball glove, put it on your basketball, write it on your hockey stick, whatever it might be. Take the initiative. You do that and I believe you're going to be successful. Second thing to remember is this. Recruiting is year round, so be consistent. Don't get caught up in the trap thinking that recruiting is seasonal. Coaches are looking for their next athletes all the time. Yeah, there may be ebbs and flows, but it really is year round. Just because you take summer off from school doesn't mean recruiting stops. No, it keeps going. One of our busy, uh, most strategic times in the recruiting process for us was over Christmas break. I remember that. We got a lot done. We got a lot of a lot of packets out to coaches. We just didn't take time off. It was a constant year-round thing. Be consistent. So take the initiative and be consistent. Those two things will give you get you a long way. I think what I'm going to do for 2021 is just have you on every other week and just, just pick your brain <laughs> because I think people, uh, will, you still have a lot in there and, and 
people will get a lot of information from you and and I'm honored to be able to pass along uh, the information that you pass along for 20 years uh, to uh, to recruit me families and and uh, every, everybody that you helped. Well, thank you, Brent. And you're doing a great job as I've been following you and families, I would just encourage you to get a hold of Brent, uh, interact with him. He will be able to point you in the right direction, give you some good, solid advice. And the fact that he's got two sons, one who has gone through the process and knows what it's like on the other side, and one that is about to go through it and is will be going through it next year, that, that's really golden. Uh, that's, that's firsthand advice that you can get. And I would just really listen to Brent in these, uh, these coming months. I, I appreciate and I appreciate you taking time in this holiday season. It's great to hear, get an update on your family and that they're doing great. And, and uh, we appreciate the, them and the support that they've given you. And all, again, all the great information you've passed along over the last 20 years. So, uh, John, uh, we'll see you next year. Yes. And uh, have a great start to 2021, you and all our listeners. That was great information from John, and I really enjoyed the interview. Let's get right to myth number nine about college scholarships. Coaches resent being contacted by prospective athletes. Truth. On the contrary, coaches hope to hear from good athletes who are interested in their program. They have to consistently refill their rosters with new athletes because every year their seniors graduate. They keep busy coaching and rarely have time or budget to discover every promising athlete on their own. Some blue-chip athletes come to a coach's attention through scouting services or media exposure, but there aren't enough of them to fill a roster. Plus, there's a lot of competition to recruit them. So coaches want to hear from a good prospect. When you contact them, you're making their job easier. Listen next week for myth number 10 about athletic scholarships. Tune in. We are going to do a year in review 2020, and I think it's going to be a good one.